Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Welcome to the Fitness Genie podcast. Coach Laura here talking about all things period today because it's a gift that we have that's often overlooked and shunned (laughs) um, and often wanted to be replaced without anything. But I feel like it's something that we need to embrace because it's our monthly report card to understanding how our body is functioning, how healthy we are being and how we are treating ourselves. And this can be very much linked to our training and our nutrition as well. So just wanna give you, as I always do, my own experiences of my relationship with my periods. So throughout my teenage years, I, To me, it was just a monthly bleed. Like, I didn't think much of it. Uh, Probably quite desensitized to what was going on in my womb, in my body. Um, I didn't really connect the dots with PMS or, you know, any sort of energy changes. Maybe that's because I was so young. I didn't suffer from any intense pains either. I was very, very lucky with my periods. Pretty regular. And as soon as I could get onto contraception, I did because it just seemed easier. All of my friends were doing it. You know, you were young, don't want to get pregnant. So I started contraception when I was, I think, around 16 or 17 years old and was on contraception on and off until the age of 25. And from that point, I stopped all contraceptives and have just been naturally on my cycle ever since. I've had my ups and downs with my relationship with my period and like I said training and nutrition have had an influence in that. Um, Just probably like the majority of women kind of wished my period away when I was younger. It was annoying, it was a hassle, like I said as well I was quite desensitized to having other symptoms and understanding really what was what the point of a period was other than obviously having the ability to make babies (laughs) 
Um, but there was a phase as well in my life where I had amenorrhea and amenorrhea is when your periods stop and this was because I was extremely lean so this was during that year where I was competing uh, my period stopped I wasn't necessarily eating a little amount I was actually still eating around the lowest I ever got to was 1800 calories and training weight training five times a week with like I think two sprint 10 minute sprint sessions so nothing intense it was just because I was so lean I was didn't have enough body fat I guess my body didn't realize that well realized that I was in a kind of survival state first thing that switches off is usually your uh, reproductive organs which is why I stopped getting periods and at the time I was relieved I didn't have periods great I didn't have to worry about that but the more I've kind of progressed throughout life, I've been appreciating it more and more. And reading books on the importance of having a cycle and how you can read into your monthly, um, your monthly bleed and what happens, how you can see the reflections of your lifestyle in that is so so important and became really special to me in a way so yeah i am someone who loves my period <laughs> but i didn't used to and i've been trying really hard to listen to my body as much as i can over the over the last five six years now understanding my mood swings, my energy levels, my hunger levels throughout my cycle, my weight as well, because this is a big thing that people forget about. Being a woman, your weight fluctuates a lot and that is to do with your hormones and your monthly cycle. So I went through a phase of tracking my weight every single day, purely from an explorative perspective. I'm not really too bothered with my weight personally um but i went through a phase a couple of years ago of just wanting to understand how my body fluctuates throughout the four weeks and the different phases of the cycle and i noticed that it um when i start to bleed so your day one is the first full day of your period so if you're spotting the day before that doesn't count is the day of your full period like the, the heavy bleed day first heavy bleed day um i my weight would slowly decrease till um probably like four ish days before ovulation and then it would start increasing again then it would maybe dip a little bit before coming into my period where it was high and then it would go back down again so that was really interesting to understand and it took a lot of pressure away from focusing on weight and there's little changes and yeah it was confirmation for me that there are there are different factors to weight gain and weight loss other than what you're consuming and what you're putting in your mouth and how much you're exercising because that was a big thing for me personally I had issues with wanting to control my diet and my nutrition a lot because I didn't want the weight to fluctuate but understanding that obviously there are so many other factors in your weight that it's just something that I stopped thinking about really.
unless it's like a giant change for me there is a depending on the month and how my lifestyle is at the time and my health I can fluctuate between one to two kilos so usually when my health is really great it's not that much of a change when my health is uh, maybe not as great, great as I'd like it to be or um, I've been training a lot or too much I've had a lot of stress then the weight gain and the weight loss difference will be a lot greater so I think it's important to love your period and to love your cycle even if you it makes you feel like shit now I understand I have clients who have terrible periods and really really painful bleeds and I do totally get that it can be debil debilitating luckily like I said I haven't had such a struggle with the pain side of things I do get a sore lower back um, depending on the month and I've had it once where I was in pain and I thought I'd literally broken my back <laughs> but the nerves in my lower back were just so inflamed that yeah it was it felt like I'd, something had gone really terribly wrong but it was just that cycle and that phase um, in terms of me understanding my cycle has also been very helpful with me knowing how to eat and how to train as well now there is currently a really big thing about programming according to your cycle but from my experience from the books that I've read from my clients experiences my friends experiences everyone's cycle is so different so so unique and everyone's individual cycle from month to month can be very, very different. Like I said, I've had times where I have had a lot of pain and then other times where I've been totally fine. I've had months where my energy levels are totally fine coming up to my periods and other times where I feel like I just need to have a nap every, <laughs> every day in the middle of the day. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in here to remind you that Christmas is just around the corner and one of our busiest time periods for signups is late November through to around about mid-December. One of two things happens around this time. One, people either start for around about four to eight weeks before Christmas, obviously depending on their start date, so that they can get the foundations of their health journey and what works for them in the tangible sense. Then when we come back into it in the new year, we just flick the switch, keep doing what we were doing and away we go. Or, number two, what's most common for clients of mine is they lay down their deposit and start paying off the program now so that their payment schedule is extended, which helps out the budget a lot. From there, they're locked in and ready to go for when we come into the new year, knowing that they're secured, we have a start date, they have their program already in hands, they're in and they're committed to smash out the new year with a coach that is not going to let them fall into another shitty resolution thing that they've always done. This is the last quote-unquote weight loss thing that you will ever do for a resolution. We can guarantee you that because we teach our clients to make us redundant. So if you are interested in this, check out our website for details, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or visit the link in our Instagram bio for everything else Fitness Genie. But for now, back to the episode. But when you start becoming aware of these patterns, you appreciate that 
there are maybe more likelihoods of things happening, like becoming more sensitive closer up to coming towards your period, the slight weight gain, the slight bloating, the, um, the fatigue. You can prep yourself to adapt your training. But programming and having a set structure based on your cycle, personally, I think is a waste of time. Unless you're someone who has a perfect cycle every month, 28 days on the dot, every time you know exactly how you're going to experience it, you know exactly what your energy levels are going to be like, your, um, your hunger levels, how you, your recovery as well. If you know that, then fine, build yourself a structure, work with your coach to discuss it and put something together, put something in place. But personally, I've had months where two days before my period, or I'd say like 10 days pre-period going forwards before my period, I've had like that whole time where I feel like I just can't even train or train properly and I've just had like half hour sessions and it's been sucky but I've just had to listen to my body and just be kind to it. Whereas other months, for instance this month, I've had it where I didn't even notice any symptoms. Any symptoms. And no pain in my breasts, no uh, bloating, going to the toilet fine. Energy level's good. Only difference is I get a little bit hungrier before my period. <laughs> so I eat a little bit more. Um, but yeah, in terms of my training, there's been no difference uh, to you know a couple of weeks before where I was at my most optimal. Because what they're saying with these specific set programs is that you're at your strongest, I think it's at ovulation or just before ovulation, um, and to be, you're at your most sensitive pre-period and you shouldn't really be training or doing something really, really light during your period or the first few days of your period. Personally, <laughs> uh, totally contradictory to the research, I feel at my strongest the first couple of days of my period. And I actually feel like my weakest and most fatigued during ovulation. Now, this may be a representation of my health and it's something that I need to look into. If your period is completely different to the theoretical um, structure of your cycle in terms of energy levels, hunger, etc., maybe there needs to be some sort of lifestyle change or if you don't want to, then that's fine. But um, maybe there are some health issues that might be totally fine. Maybe it's nothing, but everyone is going to be unique. And depending on what phase in your life you are, it's going to be unique as well. Currently, I'm going through some health altercations, which means that I understand that my symptoms are probably going to be slightly more enhanced. Although this month has been totally fine, but maybe coming up it'll be a little bit more intense. When I sort my health out, I'm hoping that there will the symptoms won't be as intense if they do end up creeping up again. Um, and yeah, I see it as my monthly report card. And I got that from a book called The Period Manual by Laura Bryden, which is great. And if you have PCOS, I really recommend reading this book as well. I've given it to a couple of my clients to read too. Um, but yeah, so me producing a program for someone, a structured program 
based on their cycle, I think is a waste of time. Unless they, this human is just like, right, like according to the research in the books. But I've not really met anyone who every single month is exactly the same way with their cycle. And what I do instead is I actually work with the individual to adapt and change the program according to how they feel. So it's not that we necessarily have to change all of the exercises and rather than, you know, um, meditating for an hour, sorry, rather than doing your weight training session, you're going to meditate for an hour instead. You could just adapt it. So rather than doing um, a re um, rate of perceived exertion, RPE, at eight, we're just going to do it at a five and just take it easy. Just lower the level of intensity on the session. If they're feeling really drained and the nervous system just feels really fatigued, okay, maybe we'll step aside the weight training and do something, not kinder, but like more parasympathetic to complement how your body's feeling. But it's very much a let's see how it goes and adapt as and when we feel necessary. So I hope that makes sense and gives people the confidence to feel like you don't have to stop training at a certain time because that's what the books say. <laughs> because it's strange how, like, my, I personally am at my strongest during my periods, yet everyone's telling me that I need to chill out and not train. But I don't see any reason to if you're feeling really strong. <laughs> um, just some tips to help you guys if you want to become more aware of your cycle and view it as a report card to understand how you're treating your body and taking care of it is to keep a diary for a couple of months and on a daily basis report what day of your cycle you're on um energy levels throughout the day um the strength that you have in the gym when you're training and the motivation you have to keep going throughout the day without taking naps or chills or how much how many cups of coffee you require for that day, your hunger levels, as well as what you're eating, and um, toilet trips. Just learn to become aware of all your behaviours and your psyche on each day. And then you can track your weight as well on a daily basis, just from an explorative and curious perspective, not to become obsessive about the numbers, but just to understand how you tick on a daily basis throughout your cycle. So like I said, day one is the day of your um, your big bleed. So not when you're spotting, the full day, full first day of the bleed. And then from that, you go on until day 28, 29, the last day of your cycle before the full day, full bleed again. Another interesting thing that is totally unrelated, well, somewhat unrelated to training but notice the cycle of the moon as well so i actually started noticing that my cycle was in par with how the moon was cycling it's not all the time but i quite like to do that just from <laughs> i guess a little spiritual perspective but when it's the full moon or the new moon does your day one start on that day as well just a little interesting side note anyway once you've kept this self-reflection log and understand the patterns of your body, 
you can then take that away. You don't have to do that diary forever unless you enjoy doing it. You can then understand how your body works on a monthly basis and also understand the fluctuations of it from month to month, from day to day. And just appreciate your body more for how it's working, how you're treating it as well. And use it as that monthly check-in with yourself to get that feedback. So you can be more optimal in your lifestyle, in your training, in how you're treating your body with your food. All of these things will have a massive part to play. So if you have any questions about training with your period, um, any other interesting things that you wanna, want me to talk about when it comes to this side of things uh, with training and nutrition, just let me know, but otherwise I'm gonna leave it here. Thanks guys.